right, everybody. Very excited for our guest today uh, on Trailer Talk, part of the One Lap Down podcast with me, Joe Hutzler. Brad Dunn is here. And Justin Carroll is here. Our first interview with an actual driver on the podcast, uh, which is fantastic. We've had a pit crew member. We've had a crew chief and a spotter. Uh, Justin kind of does a little bit of everything, whatever's uh, tasked for him and the team that day. But big weekend for you, Justin, uh, in terms of going to Langley in the Hampton Heat. And you're actually enjoying a little bit of vacation time uh, w- with yourself right now. Is that the best way to get ready for a big weekend is just relax? Um, I, I don't know that it's necessarily the best way. I mean, I think it's a good way, but um, I'm also very anxious and, you know, would, re- would like to be working on the car right now. Um, seems like, you know, the, the race cars are never 100% ready, no matter how much time you put in them. There's always something else you can do. Uh, long race this weekend. Um, so really... With that being said, I'd like to, you know, double check everything, make sure all the mechanical side, everything's good to go. Um, I am bringing out a new car this weekend, new motor, new everything. So um, I got to test it for 20 some laps last Friday before I came on vacation and just shake it down. Um, But it it felt pretty good, but you never know until you race it. So um, I'm actually going to leave here shortly and head back to the shop um, tomorrow morning and, um, you know, just work on it all day, and then we test on Friday. Did you test at Langley or somewhere else? I tested at Langley. Okay. Is that, would you say that's your home track? Is that kind of where you've kind of cut your teeth, if you will? Yeah, that's definitely my home track. Um, I've raced at Langley for, you know, about 10 years now. So um, I've definitely turned a lot of laps there, and I've learned a lot there, and and just kind of ventured out over the last few years, you know, to other facilities and trying to step up into the bigger leagues. All right. Before Brad gets in here, I have one, uh, one thought slash question uh, about Langley Speedway, particularly because last night or yesterday evening, um, I went around it on iRacing uh, in a street stock car. And man, that thing is flat. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever driven on a track Virtually, definitely not in real life. Uh, I've only been on one track with that. But, man, that, that thing is flat. What's your – how do you approach it? I mean, I'm, I was in a street stock, so it's definitely not as quick as a, a late model. But, like, how do you approach it when you go into the turns? Obviously, three and four are different than one and two. I'm just – I'm curious since I'm fresh off of doing decent on a virtual thing. You're going to do the real thing. I'm just curious what the game plan is. So, I mean, Langley is definitely, a lot of people say, one of the hardest tracks around. Um a lot of people will tell you if you can master that, you can go pretty much anywhere. Um, it is pretty flat. It's not, you know, completely flat, but th- there's very minor banking there. And the apron's real flat, but the apron has newer asphalt than the actual track. So it tends to be a little bit better grip down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but turn turn one and two is definitely the hardest corner at Langley. If you can get off turn two, you're, you're pretty much set. So, I mean – you arc your entry pretty good into one, but then when you come off two, there's right in the center, you got to turn the wheel and then actually you point towards the wall and you actually turn the wheel again, coming up on the straightaway. So it's not like a, you know, a lot of tracks you go to and you, you turn the wheel one time and you kind of stay with it and work it back. At Langley, there's, there's a couple of corners there. Um, you, you really got to turn the wheel twice. So, um, but turn two is definitely where most guys will struggle. Um, the, the trick is just, you know, you got to stay on the bottom off too. If you can't stay on the bottom, which is hard to do, it's it's hard chassis setup-wise and driver-wise, but 
if you're not on the bottom, you're gonna someone's gonna get up under you coming off of two. I love it. I love I love this 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 conversation right now. This is fantastic. Uh, Brad, go ahead. You're part of the show too. What you got? Oh, I, I know I'm part of the show, but I, I don't know nearly as much as you guys do. Uh, you know, one of the things that Joe and I do with this podcast is this is kind of our our break in our day to day where we have, you know, we're fans and we're excited to follow along all levels of racing and, and hearing you talk about being on vacation, but it's still there in your mind, right? We're all professionals in our own craft and it's hard to get away from that. You know, what, what are some things you do? Cause I know you have a, you have a day job, you know, you're, you're driving the car as well and, and still trying to make time for family. How do you find, you know, balancing all of that and being committed to all those things goes? Um, definitely. You know, the balance is about the hardest part of it. Um, racing, a lot of fans see it as, you know, the Saturday night or, or Sunday if you're cup or whatever, you know, you're you're at the racetrack. But there's so much work that goes into these race cars that, I mean, if you want to win, you want to run good, you got to put the time in. And, and a lot of times the guy that beats you, he just – he overworked you, honestly. Um, there's a lot of, lot of technology in racing, so um, – as, as far as finding, you know, the perfect balance to spend with the family, the job, the race and everything, it's it's next to impossible. Uh, most of the time, if you're, you know, a diehard racer, you you end up missing family events that, you know, you most people probably wouldn't want to miss. And, and not necessarily we want to miss them as racers, but it's just the time that it takes to to be a race car driver and, you know, prepare the car. It, it's It's a lot of time involved. Yeah, Joe and I have talked about, you see the, the Cup Series guys, they got to be in California one weekend, they're in New Hampshire, right, they're in Texas, they're all over the country, and and you think, man, that's that's got to be a schedule, but, you know, I think more of, you know, guys that are driving on the circuit like you are, and, and that are putting a lot of the work into their own cars, you know, the traveling might not be as far, but still lots of hours on the road, as well as hours in the garage, and doing all of that, and having that commitment, but it still seems like you all enjoy it, right? I mean, is does it does it is it always is it always worth it? Is it always fun, or is it tough to grit through some of those times? There, there's so many ups and downs, and and you know, a lot of times you'll have many downs in a row, um, you know, and it, it just it's a part of it. And and numerous drivers have probably thought about quitting. It, it will run through your mind, but. Um, at the same time, it kind of gets in your blood and, and you're almost addicted to it. And, and you know, you just you got to keep pushing harder. And, and so there, there's definitely trying times, but um, it's 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 worth it in the long run for sure. And I can see that. What, what was it? And before I pass it back to Joe, what was it that kind of initially got it in your blood? Where was it that that you saw this and were like, you know, that I want to I want to do this. This is awesome. So my dad, um, he's raced pretty much his whole life. He started um, flat track motorcycles at 12 years old and actually won an AMA professional flat track race. Um, so virtually I grew up around it. Um, but my dad never never pushed the issue to get me in racing. Uh, I didn't get into it till I was 14 years old. I probably started showing interest at about 12, 13 years old. Um but, you know, a lot of these drivers, they have a lot of stuff given to them. And one thing my dad did for me, which, you know, is probably the best way is he, he said, if you want to race, you're going to have to work for it. Um, so, I mean, virtually I, I saved my money and worked all, all summer long and, and, you know, was able to buy a $1,900 little four-cylinder race car and 
had a blast. I mean, ran that whole season, learned a lot, struggled, of course, but, you know, it was a cheap form of racing. It's called the U-Car Series. And um, then after that, we just talked about it. He had a late model at the time, and, you know, we just he, – he decided that it'd probably be smarter for me Instead of going through all the support divisions, because if you want to be successful in the support divisions at your local track, you're going to spend money. I mean, there's it's it's about who's going to spend the most money and who's a good driver. And, you know, we already had some extra late model stuff. So I, I sat out a year and jumped in a late model right from a U-car, and it was definitely hard. It was by far, I mean, you're jumping from virtually your lowest division to your top division at your local short track. And you're racing against guys that have a lot of talent and and have been doing it for a long time. And it, it was definitely, you know, very difficult, but in the long run, it was, it was worth it. Um, but that's, that's really what got me into it. That's awesome, man. That, yeah. And, and I think that's where I, I kind of missed out, you know, talking to Joe, watching, you know, him watching a lot of racing growing up and all of this and being a little bit newer to me. You know, it's it's definitely as a fan, right? You know, I'm 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 not nearly skilled enough to jump in a car yet, but uh, you know, it's it's been it's been a blast and love getting to just even talk talk about it and to talk to people like you. So, Joe, I'm hogging all the questions. What you got no, over you, on your? Side? Yeah, you're good, man. I I um I have some similarities with Justin in terms of the the dad being a part of that that drive to drive the actual car, right? That motivation to drive the actual car. And mine was that way too, growing up around the drag strip every weekend, dealing with being in the garage. But mom's there too. And you actually mentioned mom in your questionnaire about how some of your best memories are going to cup races with her. Uh, I've never, I've been to more cup races with my mom than I have my dad. uh, So I can relate to that as well. Uh, What's your, what was the the best time? And and, and why is that something that, that comes out? You know, what was it about going with your mom that that was so fun for you and what was the best race that y'all witnessed so i mean growing up you know my dad was busy with business and 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 racing and this that and the other and it was kind of mine and my mom's thing to go out and and we'd go to different racetracks i mean of course richmond's right up the street so we'd go there every year charlotte dover i mean numerous different tracks i can't even remember them all honestly (laughs) but we would we would go to them and just watch them it'd just be me and her and you know, we just have a good time. If there's truck race, Xfinity race, cup race, we'd catch them all. And um, we, 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 we've had some pretty good memories at, at, at all the different tracks and, and saw some real good races. Um, I don't really have any races that really, you know, stand out to me um, because that's been probably 15 years ago, 12, 15 years ago. But um, and, and ever since I became a driver, as far as the fan base, I mean, I'm, I'm a Kyle Busch fan. Uh, I just like that he can drive anything he gets into. Um, and, and, I mean, you know, I like his passion for it. He, he wants to win worse than anybody. And But other than that, I, I've kind of gotten out of watching every, you know, race on NASCAR. Um, just really don't have time. I've tried to put, you know, effort into my racing program. Like, if I know I'm going to go run an ARCA race at, at a cup track, I'm going to record that race. And I'm going to watch it, you know, whether it's truck, Xfinity or cup, I'm going to watch those races just to, just to try and learn what I can, but it's not a every weekend, you know, I'm watching the cup race and I'm watching the Xfinity race. I just really don't have time to do that. Um, 
so as far as a fan nowadays, I, I don't really have any good memories as a fan, but um, I, I definitely, you know, use use those races to my advantage to, to learn for future tracks I'm going to race at. Yeah, I guess we didn't have any good memories from this past weekend either as a Kyle Busch fan. That didn't turn out nah. too well. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I respect that. You know what? Not everybody's going to admit that they're a Kyle Busch fan. Yeah, he wins a lot, but he's not always a fan favorite. So, uh, because he speaks his mind, which I guess what's wrong with that? I don't know. Uh, so I definitely respect that. Um, I would, I think you're talking a lot about, you're mentioning the ARCA and the trucks. It's worth noting for people to know, like you're going to be racing late models this weekend, but you guys have different series vehicles. And I mean, what was it a month ago? You placed fifth in the ARCA East series, which is freaking awesome. Uh, apparently you were pretty close to fourth. I didn't see the race, but you were right there at, at the line. Uh, and then John France told us about the truck a little bit the last time that he was on and the goals for that. What is in your mind, the toughest part about bouncing around? Like I, I, you would assume that it's hard to go from one car to another, but what are the key differences? I mean, I got, I went from that street stock last night to a truck race at phoenix and i was like this is a totally different place and i mean i'm spinning out going out at every turn so i just from you as your perspective being able to do it what's the hardest one to race and i guess why um so basically i haven't run a truck race yet but we are getting that together we're hoping to make Watkins Glen, um which is the next truck race um which I've never ran a road course either. So that's going <laughs> to definitely be difficult. Um, it, that's if we can enter, we don't have owner's points. So it, it's just depending on points basically. Um, but I, honestly, as far as bouncing around, I feel like, you know, anything you can get in and drive is great. Um, it's going to help you some way. Each car is going to drive different, obviously, whether it's, you know, you, we got four late models. They're all going to drive different, no matter if they're set up identical. So, I mean, even if they're just a different car or a different division. Um, but my thing is, you know, I'd say the most difficult part about it is I do a lot of my own chassis setup stuff. Um, I do all my work in the shop pretty much. Um, I mean, I, I, I basically put all the setups under the car and, and put it on the scales and this, that, and the other. And, and as far as, like, you know, ARCA, I don't run enough to really stay in the loop. I run mm. – four to eight races a year and and the more i'm at the track the better we get there but there's so much technology in arca that that's kind of hard to stay up on top of it and then it some of the arca technology can come down to the late model side um but the hard part about that is these late model teams there's so many of them and there there is a lot of knowledge in late models and they're at the track every week so um you know jumping back in a late model i haven't been in a late model five six weeks it's definitely going to be a little difficult, not necessarily on the driving side of it. Just, you know, what did those guys learn in the last five or six weeks that I haven't? Mm. Um, so I try to stay at the racetrack all the time, whether I'm racing or not. Uh, I try to stay, you know, at a racetrack, see what I can learn, and, and more on the mechanical side of it than anything. Mm. Yeah, I guess one of the things too, thinking about that, you know, with with getting that set up and getting into these races too, is is sponsors, right? And you know, I think that's one of the things that I'm also really impressed with is being dedicated to this craft that takes so much time. Build that car, get yourself set up. Talk about all the work that you're doing to your own car, but then at the same time, trying to finance all these things. 
what can you say about like what it was like trying you know getting sponsors as you moved up and, and you got deeper into it was it you know was it something that came naturally to you and your family with your dad having some experience or is it something that you're just continuing to learn and grow with what, how does that world work so sponsorship's probably the hardest, honestly, um, and, and it gets harder, obviously, as you move up. You're not asking someone for, you know, hey, can I get a couple hundred bucks this week? You know what I mean? It, it's it's a lot more than that. You got to form a vir- virtually a partnership with them, and you got to really show them what you can do for them. It's not necessarily about the money side of it, but as you move up, of course, you need bigger figures, um, and and it just, you know, that's probably our biggest struggle. I feel like with more sponsors and, you know, a little bit of sponsorship help, we could be a lot further along um, because we do out of pocket a lot of it with our businesses. Um, And it's, it's so time consuming to, to try and, you know, acquire sponsors um, because you do, you're going to knock on a hundred people's doors, you know, before you get one. I mean, it's just, it's how it is. You, You can't go find, you know, 10 grand out there laying on the street and, and just throw it at a race car. You got to promote yourself and sell yourself and, and virtually show them what you're going to do for them. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely a difficult task. So I'm not the greatest at it. I need to learn more on it, honestly, and, and it would help me. But um, I'm just not the type to really go out and ask, you know, for, for, for help. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's got to be tough. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, Joe and I both, you know, are, are people that like to go out and ask for things. And uh, especially when your, your, your business depends on it and your, and your team depends on it a little bit like recruiting for us, you know, when, when you're working with the college program and you're going to talk to several thousand people to get that team of 50. But, you know, once, yep. once you find your rhythm with it, then you can really take those strides and, and get yourself there. So anybody in particular, you know, anybody you want to give a shout out to or anybody that's been really helpful to you too lately, giving you an avenue for that? I mean, I would honestly, you know, my dad does. Uh, I, I couldn't be nowhere close where I was without my dad. I mean, he really, you know, he takes a lot of risks and, and, you know, we take risks together with businesses to, to try and prevail and, you know, be better. And, um, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about racing, but also we have to figure out how to make more money at times too. And and that's just, you know, with, without my dad, I'd probably still be running new cars, so. <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with that. Like he told me, I mean, the first time I climbed in a late model, he goes, man, you know, if this is as far as you get, you got to be thankful. And, and, and that's the truth. There's so many people out there that would love to drive a new car, a late model that just, you know, haven't, don't have the opportunity. So, I mean, you got to be very grateful of where you are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I, in addition to that, before we get into some more fun stuff, we've talked a lot about your perspective and you and your dad and your roles. Um, but I was able to at least see the other part of that, the, the crew part of it. And so and I don't know, who these people are as far as your crew um how does that work for you guys are they people that that work for you all at your your dad's business uh they're just friends volunteers um give a shout out to to those guys because certainly it's hard to do all that work at the track without those extra hands yeah so we have two guys that work at the shop with us um and and you know they help us on the race cars and this that and the other um 
that actually work at the race shop with us, not at the automotive shops. Mm. Um, the other guys are virtually all, you know, they're, they're all volunteers. They all put in effort and, and they do what they can do to help us. And if, if I tell them, if I called them all up and said, Hey man, you know, I'm going to Michigan next month, which I hope I am. They're going to try and take off work and they're going to try and get there. <laughs> I mean, so that's, they're, they're definitely, you know, dedicated for sure. And, 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 they would if i called them and asked them hey can we be at the shop you know tomorrow night we got to work on the car they would be there i'm not the type to ask for a lot of help but they they're definitely there for me if i need them so i mean i definitely you know couldn't do it without my guys so absolutely that's fantastic to hear that they have they must think that you're pretty decent if they want to just you know ride around and hang out with you all for a little bit so, so that's that's always good to know too uh well before we wrap it up um let's do some just some fun quick questions here uh first of all for those uh watching and listening uh don't forget to follow justin and his racing team on facebook justin carroll racing uh he's on instagram justin underscore carroll 91 he just followed me back so check big check for me uh and justin 91 carroll on twitter as well so give him a follow give him some support uh he's gonna have some cool videos coming from next week uh thanks to yours truly so that'll be fun as well uh hey i am uh before i before i got on i needed a little boost i needed something to pick me up so i had a little bit of an energy drink to get me going do you got do you have a favorite caffeine source or do you or do you not worry about that because you're going to get enough adrenaline driving the car uh i mean the main thing is definitely stay hydrated i mm. i i drink you know, I'm not real big on water. I've tried to start liking more water because it's one of the best forms. But I definitely, you know, stay up on the Gatorade and the, and the body armors. And, you know, not on race days, I really don't eat that much. I'll eat first thing in the morning a little bit. But it, it's so hot in the race car that you really, you know, it'll make you sick if you eat a lot of greasy food before a race. So uh, just try and stay on the nutrition bars and, and, uh, drink drink your uh, hydration drinks and you're good to go so so no bologna burger at south boston for you not gonna go that way <laughs> no, it was it was nice because i was working on my dad's car i was able to have one uh -huh. they are good yes they are they are that was a great experience they're very good uh speaking, speaking about food that's that's my quick question <laughs> you just and i are both from williamsburg virginia i went to to bruton high school where did you go to high school and and tell us too what what your favorite restaurant in the williamsburg area is um, I went to Warhill High School, and, um, you know, I got a Mexican restaurant right up in, in New Kent, right up about three minutes from the race shop, and I'm, I'm probably there five to seven times a week, whether it's lunch or dinner. <laughs> if it's that close to the shop, I'm guarantee you're a regular. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm a regular, and, it, you know, it's Mexican food's generally quick in and out, and, and it's it's good, real good food, but... You know, I'm, I'm big on Italian. I like good pizza, so New York Deli is pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely some good ones down in Colonial Williamsburg as well. So Pierce's Pit Barbecue is always my favorite down there. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Carolina-style barbecue, so I like the vinegar-based versus the tomato-based. Okay. So, I mean, when I go down to Charlotte, yeah, there's a few barbecue places down there that, you know, I hit up every time. So. Amen. Well, it sounds like we know where to start for the sponsorship stuff at that Mexican restaurant, yes. right? We go right there. That's right. They already know who you are, so yep. uh, let's get going. Let's get going on that. Hey, what about um, what about music? I mean, do you are you a big pre-race 
get pumped type of guy or, or do you do that late earlier in the day? Like, how do you handle that? Every, every now and then, you know, when we're feeling real good about the car, we might play a little bit of music, but other than that, I mean, I don't walk around with headphones or anything and, and get pumped up. I just, you know, a lot of times race car drivers just need times to themselves. And sometimes I might get in the car five minutes early and just sit there and think about it. You, you always try and plan your race out, but it never quite goes as planned. <laughs> you can think about it. I've been thinking about it a lot this week, what, what I want to do, what I don't want to do in the Hampton Heat, you know, where I want to be at this time of the race. And, you know, I can think about it and put the perfect race together in my head, but it, it, it could all mess up on lap one. So, I mean, you know, but I do try and think about it and, and plan my race out. So, or unfortunately, like for your dad on the last lap, uh, South Boston, yeah. it could fall apart. Um, yep. that, that sucked. Uh, hey, quick, also speaking of your dad, if you guys are racing together, who gets the benefit? Like, are you gonna, are you gonna, because we just, we just saw Chase and Bill and SRX this weekend. They got, they got a little bumping going on. I mean, would you, would you dump them or just bump them? Like, how, how would you, how would you go about it if you were racing for the win? Uh, we've definitely moved each other a time or two. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's turned me around once before, and I've I've had him sideways more than once. So, mm. uh, we we don't we don't cut each other any slack, um, but at the same time, I, I work on his car as well, and I don't want to have to go back to the shop and fix it. We don't need to spend the extra money. So, I mean, we we're not afraid to rub and move each other, but we don't need to wreck each other. So that that makes sense. That makes you don't want to make dinner too awkward either. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more, Brad, but I want to see if you got another one uh, before we. You got it. So <clears throat> the last thing I have is related to you know Brad's a coach, I'm an announcer. We have game days. We have similar to what you have in a race day, and and people will ask me in the middle of the day when I have something at night. Are you excited? Are you ready to go? I'm like, well, no, it's not close yet. I'm not ready. I don't really get excited until okay, we know we're about 10 minutes before we go live. And then I get pumped and the drilling starts to go. When is that moment for you? Is it uh, at any point in time during practice? Is it when you fire up the car and you get ready to go out there for the formation laps? I mean, when is that moment for you where you get really fully locked in? I mean, more or less when you walk through the gate in the morning, you got to be, you know, you got to have your eyes on the prize. And, and you got you to gotta be pumped. You got to be committed and dedicated to what you're there to do. Um, but as far as, you know, getting the adrenaline rush and this, that, and the other, it's basically when you strap in the car and you're, you're, you're ready to go. Um, you know, as soon as that car fires up, you're, you're pretty much in your zone and you, you know what you're there to do. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm not going to lie this week. I've been pretty, you know, amped up for the Hampton heat. I, I like these big races and um, I've had, I've had this new car for about a year and a half now and just finally completed it and, you know, it's been a lot of a lot of work my guys and myself have put in on this. And and I'm just, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I've only ever had one other new race car um, in my life. So this is this is going to be good. So, Well, I'm glad to hear that you're already pumped about it. I've been pumped about it for a while as well for my small role. So I can only imagine what, what you're going through and what you're feeling. Uh, I think that the schedule, in case somebody is interested, I think it says like 8.45-ish for the start of the – the main event on Saturday night. So certainly if there are tickets available, you guys should uh, head on over to Langley Speedway. 
this weekend. Justin, thanks so much for your time, man. I know you've been on vacation, but we're so glad to have you on the show and especially getting ready for this this big momentous race and certainly look forward to having you back on the show sometime soon. Yeah, this is great. I appreciate it. Hopefully hopefully after we win that Hampton Heat. Yes. Yes. That's how you easily get back on the show. You end up yes, in sir. you end up in victory lane. You're right here again. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do yes, it again. Sir. That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate your time. Yep. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good day.